0: Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. Uh.
2: Thursday morning, January uh. 7th,
3: 2021.
2: It it's the the Book Podcast Megapod Wild Card Weekend. No, no, yeah, check yeah. that. Super Wild Card Weekend, as they're calling it. The first time we've ever had this format where we have three games on Saturday, three on Sunday, seeds two through seven in both conferences as they add another team per conference into the National Football League postseason. It's Gil Alexander, uh, alongside the staples of the show, Mike Palm, Derek Stevens, conciliary, and of course, Vice President of Operations here at Circus Boards. How you doing, Mikey?
4: Great, great, Gil. We're finally here.
2: You're doing a uh, vaccine at the end of the show, so you have uh, a heart I, out.
4: I am. I'm going to get vaccinated. So uh,
2: for the rhones for the coronavirus. That's it. That's it. Because your wife is a healthcare How worker. How do you get so
5: far up the list? That, that that's
2: correct. Because How did life. you get so far up the
4: list? Are you living live, in a nursing home now? I, I, no, but I live with a, a frontline worker. Oh, that's I, My okay. wife is a nurse. She's gets, she actually this morning gets her second round. 21 it's days been after three, the first? Yeah, it's been exactly three weeks since she got her first and shot. Tell,
2: and tell everybody her reaction
4: to the first shot? She did, you know, it's like the people do the flu shot. You know, they're giving you the disease. And, yes. and So she, uh, for 72 hours, it was, uh, she had a lot of pain. Tremendous headaches and a fever, and then it, it started to wane after 72. She couldn't get rid of the headache. No matter what she tried to take, it, it was really bad.
2: I had one flu shot in my life. I've never been sicker. Mm. That's well, why
4: people don't get the f- yeah People don't get it because they don't want to get sick. Right. Some people are very against
2: it. Well, I, I guess I'm supposed to say congratulations that you're getting this?
4: Uh, we'll see. Okay. We'll see how it turns All right. out. All
2: right. And then uh, that voice you hear from his mom's cork attic uh, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, c- uh, cleverly disguised with a Pittsburgh Steelers decal and logo. Uh, They only used to have them on one side of the helmet. That was always weird. It's Todd Wishnev, Yinzer. How you doing, Toddy?
5: They still only have it on one side of the helmet. Is that true? No, they don't. They have it on both sides. Okay, Gil. Fine. You're right.
2: <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you really suggesting they only have it on one side of the helmet?
5: I'm not suggesting. I'm telling you, and that's the way it is. But if you'd like to argue with me, no problem, me. Do the Steelers only... <laughs>
4: He called me E. When they go left to right, it you see called it. called me E. When you go left
2: to right, they see it. When they go right to left, you... It's not there? It's not there. Really? Disappears. Oh, I didn't notice. Um E. Yeah. That always used to kill me as a kid. And okay, so we had 17 different guests. He called me E. That's so messed up. It's it, 17 weeks during the season, we had 17 different guests. And uh, I don't want to offend any of the uh, 17, but we like to like, get the all-stars here for the playoffs, right? And so all-star number one, maybe the all-star of them all. It's Drew Dinsick, whale underscore capper on Twitter, half of the Deep Dive podcast team with his buddy, Andy Molitor, which is a phenomenal listen, who is with us for Wildcard Weekend. Thank
0: you, Drew. Fellas, it's an honor and a privilege uh, <laughs> to be invited in the first place was an honor and a privilege. To be invited as an all-star, this, is, this really takes the cake. Yes. I mean, I'm, I've already got it on my resume. Well, I was going to say, um, where do you list this in your career achievements? <laughs> Well, we're putting it close. Stop. I expect it in your Twitter bio by tomorrow.
2: Also, there we go. That's the right megapod it. all star. It's a joke, Mike. If if
4: if if Drew's the all star for being here on all star week, could, could we have Brent next week? Because <laughs>
2: he's divisional. <laughs> he is divisional. divisional. <laughs> he is divisional. And now the literal divisional. <laughs> we're it's Brent Musberger. Uh, okay. Uh, so. This is the first time we've ever had six games, now, typically on a wildcard week. And we'll do this next week for a divisional round. We'll have four games. We'll go through every game. Let's just stick to the format that we normally have for this week. And I guess organically we'll get to every game. So we'll do the three best bets thing that we always do. We'll do a teaser of the week. Um, and then we'll talk about the, the big favorite. Most We'll do the same thing we always do, just because there's six. And if we do all six, uh, we go around the horn. We'll be here for uh, two hours. So. Let's start start with the best Oh, before we do best bets, I'm sorry, last thing, because we talked about it all year. Survivor. Survivor. 35 survivor entries get through. Incredible. $68,000 each when you do the chop. Wow.
4: 68 change, yeah. They have eight they picked eight
2: different games and they all came through in week 17. And the Rams got the Rams end up being what got me cuz I hit 16 and 7, I would have hit 16 and 17 too. So so FU Jared Goff and the Rams for losing to the Jets. I asked Chrissy. I said, are you, are you sort of deflated about the fact that it's $68,000? And he goes,
4: yeah. Because he only gets 300 in his share. Yeah, because he I has mean, 25 I... partners. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so it's so <laughs> the worst. Well, a chop. <laughs> he got chopped and chopped uh, multiple times. So you guys are going to meet. You're going to figure out a new format next year or tw- tweaks anyway?
4: Yeah, after the, uh, after the Super Bowl. Uh, we'll meet and, uh, and come up with our contest rules. Derek was hoping there'd be the double buy, uh, and then you could have 20. Yes. If there that- was a double buy, and they extended it to, you know, you'd, you'd end up having to go 20, and know, if you included Thanksgiving. So that would be a little harder for
2: him to have to pay out the million-dollar bonus yeah. next year. He will offer the million, though? Uh, I think he's leaning that way. Yeah, I think it I sounds think like he will. Uh, and then Circa Millions, thank you for hooking me up with the booby prize guy, Michael Montesano. He was a joy to talk to.
4: Fascinating radio. I don't think
2: fascinating. any. Fascinating. I can't find a person
4: who didn't think that was fascinating.
2: I can find one. Oh, one. one. There I is can one. find one who refused to listen to it and got in an argument with Todd how, about it. How about you
1: listen?
4: Yeah.
2: How about you listen to it? Very inside <laughs> joke we're, we're making right here. We have a buddy, Drew, who uh, just refused to listen to it, it seemed like. Then he told me he did listen to it, so maybe he did. Um, but that was it was fascinating uh how he got to the booby prize and the answer was for people who didn't listen to it he had two entries had an o and f- had a had an o and five and a one and four week one, and then decided oh. i'm going to what was that that's interesting yeah okay i' am i i didn't uh, get why he would have yeah, done that, but that makes the sense the two entries was the was the part I didn't count on so with the one and four mm. he decides well. Now, now, he had had a past contest history of success. He had placed in contests, so he wasn't some random dude. So he knew he was kind of good at this. So the 1-4 one, the one entry, he decided from that point forward, I'm going to go for the win, and I'm just going to do oppo on the 0-5. And, and then the second week, the 1-4 went 2-3, and three, and the one that he wanted the booby prize for went 3-2. and two. That was the interesting part, because he still decided, uh-uh, the 2-3 and three was still good picks. I'm going for it the same way, and that's when he went four-one, four and one. He started doing this thing, and in the end, um, the the quarterlies were not interesting to him, and he placed with the top one. He placed in the top 50, and he won the hundred thousand dollar booby prize. And he had to go 0 and five the last week too. He had to, to go 0 five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I asked him, I said, week 17, did you try, did you then, because every week he was just trying for the winners, and then he would just derivatively do the losers. I said, for week 17, did you flip it? He goes, no, still went for the winners. Hmm. Ended up with five losers.
0: Can I ask you, was, was there a specific booby prize strategy, like you take the stale lines that are bad? Because nobody else is picking those, right? He did not, no. he did not mention that.
5: You know that he was, just took the opposite of what he thought the winners were going to be yeah. when Gregorich wow. when Gregorich and
4: Baker were on with Mitch and Paul. They mentioned that, though, when they were behind, you know, they were ahead at Westgate. Yes, they were so far ahead. Three, four games ahead. They were just picking, you know, they didn't have to worry about what other people would choose. They what won Westgate and but for a second tied center. for second. But at Circa, they were behind three points. They started going when they liked the team that was a bad stale line. They would take it because they knew nobody else was. That was the only way they could make up points. And oftentimes they'd be uh, the other leaders
2: would be on the opposite side of that stale line. Did you hear my uh, Las Vegas Chris interview though? That dude is the, is the, is the reigning contest guy. Now tied for second, tied for fifth in circa millions. And his story was unbelievable with such a relatable mistake in week 16. I'll let people listen to it, but it's, The horror of doing something that he didn't mean to do, Mm. and he would have won it all. Instead, he makes over a quarter of a million dollars. And I asked him, I go, "What was it—more joy or more regret?" He goes, "Oh, I didn't care about the money. I just wanted to win." But that's Chris. Anyway, all right, Super Wildcard Weekend, Drew, you got honors, Your Honor. What's your What's your number one?
0: Number one is going to be. I'm going to take the under in the first game on the board. Colts bills. Hmm. I'm under 51. Is that a consensus right now? 51? Not going to get a 51 and a half? Yeah. That's okay. I'll take 51. Um, There's a (laughs) couple reasons that I like this. Uh, The first angle here is Josh Allen uh, and his um, he has obviously shown us a lot this year. He's proven a lot. He's taken an enormous step forward in his ability to be an accurate passer. He has largely done so uh, thanks to Um, you know, his wide receiving core is superlative. His offensive play caller is among the best in the league, maybe the best. And he's, he has taken meaningful step forward as a passer in general. A lot of this has come against man coverage. He has yet to really master the cover two zone scheme that the Colts run. And in fact, of all of the types of coverages that he has succeeded in this year, um, he ranks 31st. Among among 32 qualifying quarterbacks against a cover two style when it comes to completion percentage over expectation. So this is sort of the one area that he still has sort of yet to prove it. Uh, and I think that does take a little bit of the heat, a little bit of the steam off of the potential for the Bills to really get into the 30s here, which we've seen them do so effortlessly over the last half of the season. Now, will he eventually figure it out? I think so will the bills eventually win in advance? Yes, I think so. I think the, you know, the Colts really are in a, in a nasty spot here. Uh, the bill's defense is coming on relatively strongly. They are relatively one dimensional and how much they lean on the, um, on the rushing attack. And at some point, if the, uh, the bills are up by two scores, I think this is game over. I don't think you can count on Phillip rivers and his noodle arm in the cold weather at orchard park to realistically mount a comeback with a the crowd there. Uh, and so I think, uh, the chances for garbage time points here by the Colts is pretty low. I think the chances for, um, you know, some sort of high scoring shootout are also relatively low. Um, and really, and truly, I see this setting up very similarly to the Pittsburgh Buffalo game from a handful of weeks ago. Uh, it takes Josh Allen, a couple of series to sort of get his legs under him, the high intensity of the you know playoffs, the, you know, the, the spirit in the moment. Um, and you know, the cover two defense being somewhat, uh, you know, somewhat tough for him to crack. I mean, they've been hitting home runs by taking it over the top of the defense. The cover two is specifically set up to prevent that. They want to keep everything in front of them. They're going to force you to be efficient. They're going to force you to matriculate the ball down the field. Cole Beasley is not a hundred percent. Stefan Diggs is not hundred percent. The bills running game is going to provide relatively nothing. So I think you could realistically get into the second quarter here and it might be zero, zero, three, 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 zero. Um, and then, uh, you know, at some point, Phil Rivers makes a mistake. The Bills capitalize on that with a short field or a defensive score. Uh, and then they never look back. But uh, the chances that this gets over 50, um, over 51, I think, are relatively low. I make fair price 48 and a half. Uh, so 51 under is my biggest edge on the board.
2: I love it. Uh, very thorough response. I, I would talk to, first of all, two things. One. Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco to the Mets this morning. Huge baseball trade. <laughs> uh, Two, I just saw it across. Sorry, Drew. Two, uh, I talked to Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus last night uh, on uh, the MSG Plus show uh, that I do with Matt Brown and Daniel Alvarez and Kelly Bidlin called uh, Primetime Action, and he had a very interesting comment. Todd, you will appreciate this because this, uh, the baseball tie-in is this. I'm, uh, since we're just mentioning the trade, BABIP batting average on balls in play a baseball metric that describes the, the good or bad fortune of a pitcher. Uh, so once the pitcher, once the ball leaves the pitcher's hand, he cannot control what happens from that point. So it's a a metric of, of fortune. And he said that Josh Allen, their equivalent to that is something they call turnover worthy plays. Mm. And he said, Josh Allen is the most fortunate quarterback in the league this year on turnover-worthy plays, which I thought was fascinating. Now, we don't know if it's going to manifest in this game, but it is something to sort of put in the back of our heads maybe for a future week as
0: well. Were you aware of that? No, but it does check out. I mean, I don't want to say the Bills feel like fool's gold. I like them. You know, they've been very profitable. I've backed the Bills quite a lot down the stretch here, and they've been probably the most profitable team I've supported over the last half of the season and I don't want to try to, You know, I don't want to be wearing Bill's mafia colored glasses here and say that this team has a realistic chance to win the AFC when, you know, potentially they still have a lot to prove and there's a lot of youth and a lot of inexperience. Um, Sean McDermott still looking for his first playoff win Josh Allen's still looking for his first playoff win. Um, so it's, you know, there, there is a lot that they have to prove, but at the same time, um, I don't think there's any offense in the NFL outside of maybe green Bay, uh, that is playing, um, you know, playing more efficiently right now regardless of situation.
2: All right, under 51 Indianapolis Buffalo for Drew Dinsick, Mikey.
5: I'm going to take Wait, an under... Did you want an update on our record skill? You 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 always skip that. Did you oh, not yes. want that?
2: I'm so sorry. You're right. Court stenographer Todd Wishnev, everybody. What are the final records for the regular season?
5: You didn't we didn't even get a chance to crow about how well you and Mikey did last week. All right. How did we, do, you, we... And, you and Mikey you and Mikey both went 3 and 0. Oh. Yeah. That and I went 2 and 1. So we all did pretty good last week. You moved to 24 24. And three Mikey moved to twenty-five twenty-two and four. And wait, I wait, moved wait to hold 20. on. Hold on, wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute.
2: I was a half game behind Mikey. How'd I drop going three and oh? You were 20 one
5: second You were twenty-two, twenty-three, and three. Okay, right? so how does
4: three
2: so and oh get me to that? you're twenty-five, twenty-three, and three. Thank you. Though.
4: What did nah.
5: I say? What you did said I say? twenty-four, I said,
2: twenty-four, and three. I'm
5: sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Addition
2: addition is subtraction's clever friend, Todd. Stop, Stop the count. Stop.
5: Stop the count. 25 23 and 3 for Gil Yeah. Mikey goes 25 22 and 4. Oh. And I go and I go to 23-20. It's not over yet. The playoffs count. Okay, playoffs
4: count. No, there's <laughs> a regular season championship. There is a regular uh, season
5: yeah, you can. By the way, you would be the regular season champion. That would be something that you would get. Thank the, you. The full season <laughs> is you. what's important. It's okay, more
4: important. You. I always said uh, Dean Smith's regular season ACC titles were more impressive uh, than the tournament ones. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Of
5: course, of course. And in the teasers, Gil is at 9 and 8, Mikey's at 11 and 6, and I am at 11 and 6, so it's very tight for the tease. What happened to the like teasers? God, where, what happened? We were all
4: like 8 and 3
2: yeah, at one point, were we? Jesus.
5: <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. So those are still, everything's now still in play. Given, not right. Now that I've given the update, now you can throw it to
4: Mikey for his first pick. I'm going to take an under as well. I'm going to go Rams-Seahawks. What's the total there, Todd?
5: Ooh. 42 and a I half? Have that that's what I think I have forty two and a half.
4: Yep. Yeah. This, this game played twice, twenty three sixteen at SoFi 20 to nine, uh, in Seattle, both games went under and that's with golf in the lineup. What more if he doesn't play this week? Uh, we saw that the Seahawks offense be relatively stagnant for three and a third quarters in Arizona, um, against San Francisco last weekend. And I think this game will play out more of the same as it did. It did, uh, it did the first two matchups. Look, if they don't have golf, the Rams are going to have to try to run the ball, keep Wilson off the field, control the clock, and shorten the possessions. And you know, Seattle, Seattle has with Carson has tried to establish their running game. And let's face it, their defense has gotten better through the course of the year, which it should with a defensive-minded head coach like Pete Carroll. I really thought this number would come back somewhere around 40 and a half or 41. So at f- at over
2: 42, I think there's good value here. I had Jeff Schwartz, the former offensive lineman, on a numbers game uh, this morning. Did a great job. He's He's very good on this and when he makes. Fabulous. mm -hmm. He had his seven top picks, props and all kinds of stuff. And I I dared ask him, hey, you know, Jeff, all week I've been saying, is there really a difference between Wofford and golf? I dared ask him (laughs) the question. And I could see his cloud bubble go, you idiot. (laughs) Of course, there's a difference. Um, I don't know if that plays into (laughs) your total, but uh, but the under for you under. So two unders to start things Mm -hmm. off.
0: I kind of it's want to argue at that point. About yeah, uh, a yeah. Wofford versus Drew, 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 say that, please. I like Wofford. Wolford. Yeah, <laughs> I like Wolford because of the extra um, I dimension like Wofford the basketball school. Wolford, the quarterback, though, um, he, he, only has a, yeah, he has different. an extra dimension, of course, his, yeah. his, uh, his scrambling and uh, his, he, he actually, he was aggressive against the Cardinals last week. He didn't, he didn't wilt at all under the, in the must win moment. Um, and every time he had running lane opportunity, he took it and he's got, uh, he's got quickness. He's got elusiveness. He wasn't afraid to put his head down. Um, it was an encouraging performance by him against the Cardinals. Meanwhile, golf, um, I know he hurt his thumb in that last game, week 16 against the Seahawks, but uh, he stunk. I mean, he, he, is, he really was flummoxed by a base defense, and they gave him lots of comfortable reads. He had two brutal red zone possessions, one where they got stopped in the goal line, one where he threw a pick uh, towards the end of the first half, and that pretty much sealed it for them in that game. Uh, I don't know about rolling a golf out there with a uh, surgically repaired thumb this quickly. Um, I think they're going to do it. Um, but honestly, like I've been, I've been eyeing this, uh, this price on the Rams all week and I just haven't been able to pull the trigger because I'm kind of nervous about them rolling golf out there.
5: Uh, two things. Well, you should be Go ahead, Todd. Can I say something? Yeah. You should be worried about Wafford too, Drew. I had the under 20 and a half last <laughs> week on the team total. And an offense is not snapping the ball, rolling back and running for your life. Now it happens to be that he was not bad with the running for your life system. But I, let, let me just say one thing. They got two on a safety and seven on, a, on an interception joke. And with that, I still had to sweat out the under 20 and a half and still got there. So while Goff does stink, and we all agree, let's not all, you know, pretend that Wofford's a real quarterback. So, you know, I'll just say that, but maybe you're right. You could be right. I could be wrong. I just think Wofford hasn't proven anything, but I did like his, his uh, running ability. Actually, I didn't like it. Every time he went back to back, he starts running there for first go. downs. And I'm like, yeah. what the hell is going on here? This guy can't even play and you're letting him run for first downs. Anyways, well, that being and said.
2: And like, we, and go. we know that he, we know that there's a Jared Goff face. We don't know that there's a John Walford face.
4: I thought that when he was able to step into his throws, he was awfully accurate. I, I, when you had nobody
2: in his throwing yeah. lane, I was impressed with it.
4: Uh, <laughs> y-
5: his first throw, he threw it right to a linebacker in Arizona.
2: Yeah. It was brilliant. Yes, that was, that was not a good play, yeah. Uh, did you hear Todd's appearance on a numbers game this week, by any chance? No, I, I didn't know too, too late. and then let me, let me just tell you what happened. Uh, Todd just went after me. And one of the things he says to me on the show <laughs> Is he goes, but tongue, tongue in
5: cheek. One second, tongue in cheek. We do it with love. We do it with
2: love. Uh, as Todd says, the only way it works is because we like each other. I was like, easy, buddy. No, but he said, uh, he he says to me, he goes, You're the problem. You know what the problem is, Gil? You're the problem. He's like going after me for like trying to make it seem like he's all happy go lucky and I'm too buttoned up. And I reminded him, I said, Todd, I'm the problem. I'm the only one propping you up in life here. Let's, let's get this straight. And he, he kind it's of backed off a little bit. It's all Gil. It's all Gil. Just bad. went after me. No reason. All right, two hundred. It was a great
5: appearance, Mikey. I have it. It's a ten minute audio. I'll, yeah, I'll, just, um, text it just so just just like goes all in on me. It's really? amazing. Oh, the
2: thanks I get.
5: All right, Todd, you're up. Okay, I'm going to go against our good friend here, Drew, <laughs> and I'm going to take. Wow. if that is your name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is your real name. <laughs> well, in gambling, you never know. You, these guys are. Well, I'm giving me the rock. Wait, that um, was one of the best Mikey,
2: appearances. God, that was one of our best shows ever when we were arguing about that two point, the, the two point conversion rules in that Denver game, and I kept telling you what the rule was, and you go, "Okay, Gil, if that is the rule," I go, "There's no if, it's the rule." Yeah. Okay, yes, Gil, if that is the rule, I go, "There's no if." He goes, "All
5: right, Gil, if that is your name." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, here's the deal. I'm going over 51 in the Colts Bills game. Now Ooh. I'm gonna oh, this do this. Topics collide. Topics collide. I'm going against him, and not because it's true, just because that's what I had written down as my first pick. Here's the deal. I don't think the Bills are really good on defense. Now you're gonna say, but wait, their defense looks so good lately. Okay, let's all just hold our role for a second. And this is what I hate about the statistical guys. They're like, oh, and this is not you, Drew, but let's pretend you were one of those statistical modeling sure, jerks. Sure. Okay. Um, these, 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 guys are all like, Oh, well, in the last six weeks, they were blah, blah, blah. Okay. Here's who they played Miami. No offense, new England, no offense, Denver, no offense. Pittsburgh could run the ball. No offense, San Francisco, Nick Mullins, LA chargers who would have had 24 if what's his name knew what to do at the end of the game. Uh, Arizona gave up 26. So anytime, every, all this amazing stuff that they did, I'm sorry. Why? Yeah, my, maybe boy, maybe turn father, that off though. Right? Sorry. All this amazing stuff they do on defense late in the season has come at the hands of poor deep poor offensive football teams. So to me, I got to feel like now w- earlier in the year when they're playing teams like Seattle, they gave up 34. They gave up 26 plus a, a Hale Murray to 32 in the Arizona game. They gave up uh, 26 to Kansas City and Kansas City could have scored a million if they went to just run the ball with a Larry B down Tennessee scored 42 on them. I mean, if the Raiders score 23 on them. teams can move the ball on the bills if they're a legitimate team on offense. Now, I can't believe what I'm going to do here is think that Philip Rivers, and I know I'm in Philip Rivers Anonymous. I'm not really supposed to be betting on his games. I'm not supposed to be picking <laughs> games, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And the people at the meetings are going to get mad at me, but I'm going to do it. I'm going over because I don't think the Bills are that great on, on defense. So I think I think Philip Rivers is going to get his points. And the Bills on offense is fantastic. We all know. Now, you're telling me Josh Allen can't do it against zone defense. You know what? If he beats me because of the, he can't figure out zone defense, I tip my hat and I say, you know what? You were right, Drew. But I don't believe it. I think the Bills offense is fantastic. Can't be stopped. They're they're a juggernaut over team, 10-4 and four on the year. Give me the over 51, and we will see who is correct.
1: This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History class.
2: That's <laughs> my reasoning all right oppo on uh, on uh, total right there
0: all right, that's that'll funny. be the first one it'll be the first game decided we'll know right away. we'll
2: know right away we'll know right away uh my number one is not what my number one was earlier in the week but it is now again a lot of this based on uh, jeff schwartz again who, who i had on this morning uh, i asked him what is stefanski's absence and by the way he was phenomenal and he will be on the megapod next week um I asked, what does Stefanski's absence mean as a guy who played the game? And he says, A, great question. B, he said, it won't, the first 15 plays, it won't mean a thing, right? So I think there's an in game betting opportunity if Cleveland scores early to pound the Steelers, who, by the way, I don't know if you guys know this, have the decal still only on one side of their helmet.
5: Interesting. No, Um, no, it's on both, I think. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
2: So, but what he said to me, he goes, it's after that where it is going to, and these are my words, it is going to screw with the Browns. He says at that point, setting up plays for later plays and the whole sort of in-game strategizing is going to be completely skewed after that. And so Pittsburgh's line is not obviously what it was earlier in the week. It's six now, not what it was pre-Stefansky covid Um, But I like the Pittsburgh Steelers as my number one play. It was probably going to be three-ish, two or three earlier in the week. But after having that talk with him this morning, they're my number one. I I really do believe that the Steelers... Minus six? Minus six. The Steelers showed last week, even when they weren't playing players, uh, they're the the better football team. Big Ben, Watt, Hayward, all these guys have a week to rest. I think it's going to matter. I don't think Pittsburgh's winning a Super Bowl. I don't think they're getting to an AFC championship. But I do think they bully their little brother this weekend in the final game. I'm going Pittsburgh.
5: Oh, by the way, Drew, si- I would I never love the that, silence. I- <laughs> it's a- I think- I just wanted to say something because you said the thing about in game, I, Drew. I would never bet the game pregame anyways because I almost never bet pregame in NFL. So if if it was between me and you, I would take your pick on the uh, pregame over fifty one. That being said, yeah, I, and I, and honestly, this is
0: I we agree on that. I think it's going to be slow early. I really do. I think it's going to be. I think you're going to get if you want an over in that Indy Buffalo game. I think you can wait until mid end first quarter. You'll probably get forty seven ish. It'll come down quick if there's a couple punts. Um, and then I, I, similarly, I agree with you, Gil Steelers are the right side here, but, uh, let, let the scripted plays, let the, let the scripted plays go by yeah. for Cleveland first before you get involved. And in fact, uh, I think a, a legitimate betting angle might be Steelers under second half because Stefanski not going to be in that locker room, making the adjustments that he's made all season that have been very good. Um, and I don't know that the special teams coordinator is going to be able to do the same, uh, kind of in-game adjusting at halftime that we've seen Stefanski do. So love it. It's, uh, it's it's definitely potential.
2: How pumped are I, am I for wildcard I'm so pumped right now for this weekend. <laughs> All right. Uh, second picks. Drew, number two. Number two of the pre flops since we're giving so many in-game. Mike,
0: Mike didn't get to go yet. Does Mike, Mike had, have a first pick? Oh no, Mike, Mike had a first did. pick. Oh, Ram's under. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's right. That's right. Ram's under. Mike's just worried about his vaccination um, later. I could tell it's sinking I'm... in. Very subdued.
5: Is it sinking in? I'm gonna Is that what's with, worrying you, uh, right Mike? Now? If you yeah. die, Mike, if you die from COVID, can you write up a little will that says I get to be active content manager? At Circa? <laughs> a little will. Write yeah, up a little will, real quick. That could always
2: be challenged for competence.
5: <laughs> oh, God, oh. oh, God! Fired, Mike. He, he, nice.
2: he meant your competence, not his mental uh-huh. competence.
5: I know that. Oh, oh.
0: Uh, Hell, you didn't catch that, did you? All right, <laughs> yeah. Drew. Number two. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to stick with an under trend here overall. And I'm going to go for the Saturday night primetime game, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Washington football team. I'm going to take this under 45. It's not, it's not the best number. Um, I make this 43. uh, So I don't have a huge edge, but I like capturing the 44. Um, And some of this is not necessarily data driven, handicap driven. It's a little narrative. I will acknowledge that on the front end. But Tom There's Brady nothing has wrong not with played
5: narrative well. There's nothing wrong with narrative E. Cut it out, Drew.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're in the content biz. So narrative E pays, writes the, writes the play, you know, that, that pays the bills, right? That, uh, that, that writes the checks. Um, Tom Brady has struggled mightily against teams with strong defensive lines. This isn't a secret. Everyone knows this. You might even think this is built into the total already. Uh, Tom Brady has also struggled in prime time for whatever reason. I don't have an answer for this. Um, earlier this season, I made a bet on the Buccaneers against the Rams in primetime because all week, Bruce Arians couldn't stop talking about how much of a focus it was for them to get the guys used to playing under the lights and they still stunk. They still couldn't get it done against the Rams and Jared Goff, who threw, I think two or three picks in that game. Um, so for whatever reason, there is still a small issue with Tampa Bay's offense performing at the level we expect when they're in prime time, and when Tom Brady is up against uh, pressure from a, a bona fide defensive line. Washington football team has the best defensive line in the NFL, maybe on par with the Steelers and Rams, but I think they're the best in my, yeah, at least the way I, that I, I grade them. Um, I like some of their interior pass rush pieces to go along with the absolute superlative uh, out you know outside rushing from Chase Young and, and Sweat. Um, and I think, uh, you know, I think if they can disrupt Brady and what he wants to do in the passing game, then they're going to have success because Bruce Arians' system has two huge flaws. The first is they are not leaning on Brady's strength of the, uh, get the ball out of the hand quickly. They're asking him to let the plays develop downfield. He has the highest average depth of target. Okay. season. They're asking him to throw the ball downfield. And obviously you would do that if you have the, you know, some of the best weapons, some of the the best targets in the passing game, which the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do Evans is going to be limited with his hamstring, but I think he goes. Godwin is truly amazing. Uh, they, you know, Gronkowski has recaptured some of his former, you know, former form, uh, and they're getting contributions down the uh, roster in their wide receiving and tight end room. But Chase Young can get home, if Sweat can get home, if they can collapse the pocket, especially from the interior, I think Brady's going to struggle to hit those guys and be accurate in those moments. Um, and also, there's a second flaw in the Bruce Arians, Byron, Leftwich system, and that is they dump off passes to Leonard Fournette at a disturbing clip. Disturbing. Every time Leonard yes. hits, Every time he gets a carry or a target, it is a wasted down for this team. You're taking opportunity away from more talented guys that are on the field, and you're, you know, it's every swing pass. It just makes me cringe, you know, my, you know, two yard loss, swing pass to Leonard Fournette. Like I don't understand why they're doing it. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a part of their DNA at this point. They're, they're going to do it in this game, and it's not going to work because the athletes on the front seven for the Washington football team are too good uh, to let them, you know, gain cheap yards with the with the uh, swing passes in the screen game. Um, Flipping the script here, Washington football team likely going to go with a quarterback platoon and the saying as it goes in the NFL, if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. Um, I think you have a problem at, you know, with the way that they're even approaching this, you're going to throw out Alex Smith out there in the first place. He is, you know, only going to take, you know, what is obviously there for him in terms of open receivers. He is not going to take chances. He's not going to turn the ball over. That's kind of, you know, that's his well-known MO. And Tampa can do tight coverage. Tampa's an aggressive defense. They're going to have guys, you know, glued to your receiving options. Terry McLaurin's not 100%. Uh, you know, if you're asking Steve Sims and Logan Thomas to create separation against this defense, you're in trouble in the passing game uh, for the Washington football team. I think that right away lends itself to a conservative game plan from Ron Rivera in Washington. Uh, I think you're going to see quite a lot of running. You're going to see them shorten this game or, or attempt to shorten the game, uh, at least by playing keep away to a degree. Um, and, uh, if for whatever reason, Smith is ineffective and they switch it up and they go with Heineke, (sighs) he is a turnover waiting to happen, particularly when the field gets short in the red zone. Uh, and I think that takes points off the board for Washington. So, uh, regardless 43 is a fair price for me on this total. So I'll take under 45 is my second play.
2: I'm going to jump in because Drew and I are aligned here. So three things, one back to the Cleveland game for a second, Brown's practice facility closed again today. And I also think they were way too emotional about breaking the drought, the 18-year drought, and making the playoffs. So I think there's a bit of a—you can believe this—an emotional letdown heading into the wild card. So that's another couple of reasons for the for the pick on the Steelers before. Um, but uh, two, you don't have baseball futures up here. I wanted to go bet the Mets, so curses mm. to you. Mm. Uh, but I'm with you on Tampa as my number two. And Drew and I—Drew was kind enough to come on a numbers game earlier this week on Veasan. We talked about the Tampa Bay-Washington under. As I was watching that Washington-Philadelphia game on Sunday night, all I kept thinking about was this defensive line, Sweat, Payne, Allen, Young, are going to mess with Brady. I don't know how the skins are going to score. Washington football team is going to score. I couldn't believe, neither of us could believe that it came out at 46.5. I actually have it in my account at under 45.5, but my number two pick under Washington-Tampa at 45 as well. Mikey.
4: Todd, what number do you have on the Ravens and Titans?
5: Ravens and Titans, I have at th- across the board, either three and a half or three minus 125. So I-, I think you need to take it at three and a half, to be fair. I'm going to take the three and
4: a half points with the Tennessee Titans. I think this game should be a pick'em. I don't understand how Baltimore can be a, more than a field goal favorite here. Do
2: you listen to guessing lines? No, this, I, was, this no, was the I didn't. one of the six no. where I couldn't understand this line.
4: Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me either. Um, well, the Tennessee defense is why. Well, but, they're bad, yeah. but uh, yeah. okay. Let's let's. But I'm with you. There's a lot of pressure on Lamar Jackson here after after blowing two playoff games in a row, and he might be awful tight coming out. I also think that Tennessee has the ability to play from behind that Baltimore doesn't. And if Baltimore, we've seen this happen before in Baltimore where Tennessee gets a two-score lead and then they just completely lose their minds. They get out of the running game. They tra- he can't be a drop-back passer. He just can't. It doesn't work for them. I think this is a close game. I think it's a field goal game, and I'll take more than a field goal with the home team.
2: By the way, if we were doing more than three picks, that would have been my number four pick. Yeah. yeah. Todd? Dodd. Dodd Wishnev from his mom's cork attic in Pittsburgh.
5: Dodd. I'm going to go really, really, really against what I'm allowed to do here today. I'm really being bad. Oh, no. I'm taking the Indianapolis Colts plus six and a half. Ah. I really want to torture myself. Who is this guy? I really, I really want to feel bad about myself when I have Philip Rivers on my side of the, of the uh, ledger. And I hate Philip Rivers. Todd, there's, no, there's Phillip-
2: no booby prize for this week. You don't get like 100K if you finish last here.
5: Oh, okay. Well, I, that's what I was trying for. Um, the, I, I just think that, that um, the Bills haven't played anybody lately. And, again, I don't think the Bills defense is as good as everybody thinks it is, you know, playing against all this crap all of the last six weeks. And I think the Colts are a pretty decent team. Now, I don't think they're great or anything, but I don't think they're six and a half points worse than the Bills. And, um, you know, I just think – think, and the other thing is I think the Colts have sort of a sneakyish decent defense – they're 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 sneaky decent. I'm not going to say they're good, but uh, they're they're okay. So I think they might be able to hold it down a little and lose thirty to twenty four. Thirty to twenty four, I win uh, plus six and a half. Um, I know that I'm going to be, uh, you know, down 13 late and Philip Rivers will be driving down the field and have it at like the first and goal at the six and probably not get it in. And then I'll curse myself one more time. In fact, he killed me two weeks ago in the Steeler game when I had them and he was up 24 seven and couldn't pull it out. So. Uh, who knows? Maybe I'm just going to get burned again by Philip Rivers, as I always do. But I just have a feeling this week that they're going to be able to stay in the game. Six and a half is just a lot of points. I mean, the Bills are not a juggernaut. I mean, I know they looked amazing the last couple of weeks, but they're playing crap teams. Give me a good team that they're beating. And and then, I mean, granted, Miami's not bad, but they're not good on offense. So give me Indy plus six and a half as my second pick. All right. All right. Number two from Todd. Um,
2: I already gave my number two. So, Drew, number three. Mm.
0: There's a lot on the board that I'm tempted by. Gil, I liked your Pittsburgh play, but Thank again, you. I think my approach on that one is going to be in-game. Yeah. Um, I think that might be the optimal play for that. I think uh, Mike made the highest EV play on the board, personally, which was Tennessee plus three and a half. Um, but I'm, I'm staked up to my eyeballs in Ravens' futures, so I can't, in good conscience, take the Tennessee Titans at this point.
5: Um...
0: I'm going to stick we with an under. We can come back to
5: you if you need if you need to think a little more. No, I'm just I'm just playing this out. For drama. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is I, I know. This is drama.
0: I know. What I think it's going to be. I was just commenting. We have like music. Thing. We should uh, have music in the background.
5: <laughs> I could sing the dolphin gonna, song while he's figuring it out. I I'm going to stick like.
0: with the. Uh, I'm going to stick with an undertrend here, and I'm going to go with the Chicago Bears Saints under 47.
5: Ooh.
0: Couple of looks here, and re- and realistically, this is. I'm pitching this on the basis of I think the Saints could pitch a shutout. I really do. I think the Saints defense is for real. I think this unit has come together quite well over the last half of the season, really over the last three quarters of the season. They started poor. They gave up a lot of soft yards, soft points early on the season. As you look at sort of team defense statistics over the course of the year, that first four weeks, first five weeks really kind of biases the sample on the Saints D. Um, And the Bears taught us a valuable lesson last week, I think. We didn't really know what we had with Mitch Trubisky and Matt Nagy's system since they put him back in in that Packers game, week what, whatever that was, week 12, 13. Um, they, put, they performed well, they put up points, but they did it against absolute, the absolute dregs of the NFL in terms of defense. And so we didn't really know what they were capable of until they came up against the Packers week 17 in a must-win game. And I got to tell you, having watched almost every minute of that game, it was a, an absolute labor for them to move the ball against a good defense. They didn't have the, they didn't have the same fluidity. They didn't have the same, uh, you know, the same looks, the same, the same, um, uh, confidence really when they were going up against, a a competent defense. And I think this is a true test for the Chicago bears team. Uh, I think they struggle to make their team total, uh, 17 and a half points here. Um, and the saints are a team that I, while I like, I like their path. This year in the playoffs, I like their chances to get to the Super Bowl. Um, We still have not seen Drew Brees really take the top off of any defense this year. And he's going up against a relatively tough test. Uh, I know that the strength of the Bears defense is their pass rush, and that's going to be neutralized by one of the best offensive lines in football in the Saints. Um, But uh, with Kamara having, you know, coming off of the COVID uh, list likely and Michael Thomas coming back in. Um, you know, with his app off of, uh, the IR here, there's going to be some moving parts. There's going to be, it's going to take some time for them to really figure out, you know, roles and responsibilities on offense and really click to the degree. We've seen the saints click at times during the season, drew Brees coming off of his injury still isn't as good as we saw in the middle of the season. Uh, and so I think the saints, there's not, I'm not worried about an under 47 where the saints win, you know, 48, nothing. Um, I think realistic final score here, you're talking about, uh, 27, 14. 31-14, something in that ballpark. But uh, under 47 is my third play under. for the Wild,
2: Under 47, play number three, Saints-Bears. Uh, again, forgive me for mentioning him again, but I just did the interview with him. Jeff Schwartz, top seven picks. Number four was Bears team total under. So... Along the same line,
5: I like that team total under too. I love that Bears. Bears. Remember last week, I said I didn't. I, I took the under in the Green Bay game because I said the Bears did it against crap, a uh, crap defensive teams. Let's see if they could do it against a real defense. And they, of course, they couldn't. So I couldn't agree with you more on that, Andrew. Mike Palm, ladies and gentlemen.
4: Yeah, I'm going to take a common pick: the Steelers.
2: You, you seem very, you're very upset today. You
4: we okay? saw uh, we saw I'm OK. okay. We saw uh, when the Lions had their coaching staff out and they had these these fill in analysts and coordinators and all this and how discombobulated they were in that game against Tampa Bay. And I just don't think as this game wears on. They're not going to be able to stay with the Steelers. They're really going to struggle to score after the first quarter. I agree with Drew. So I'll lay six here.
2: All right. Lay in six. No, you, drew, you agree with me on that one.
0: Yeah. But
4: so. Drew, Drew's, drew also.
2: Drew's point.
0: Drew's point. Yes, Drew's point. Was it Drew's point? Okay. Yeah. I don't Wait, know waiting, it. waiting for the scripted plays to go by. Yes. Yeah. After
4: yeah. the first fifteen plays, they will be yeah. lost at sea. That was the Jeff Schwartz uh, point. Yeah. yeah. Also. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And your point. No, just everyone but just, Todd is in. On everyone this. but me.
5: <laughs> everyone but Todd. You're not going to believe what my you guys aren't going to believe what my third pick is. Number three, Cleveland oh, team no. total. Are over. Are you kidding me? Oh. What's number three, Todd? <laughs> My third pick is the Cleveland Brownies. The Cleveland Brownies plus six I have written down here. And I'll tell you why I'm going to take the Cleveland Brownies plus the six. Look, I know a lot about Pittsburgh stiller football. I know about Pittsburgh Penguin. Hockey, I know about Pittsburgh Pirate Baseball, I know about where you can get a delicious meal downtown, I know a lot of things about Pittsburgh, and one thing I can tell you about Pittsburgh is, we suck on offense, and I don't care that in the second half against the Indianapolis Colts, we were able to string together a couple lucky passes, Deontay Johnson actually caught a pass, Uh, hallelujah! Praise the crazy eternal that Deontay Johnson actually caught the ball. Just give me a break. Okay, one half of football out of five games on offense does not mean that you got an offensive football team. We can't run the goddamn football. It's going to be chilly, folks. Let me tell you something. When I go outside, it's freaking cold. You got to run the football in the cold. Guess what? We can't run the football. Okay, how are you going to win by six? against anybody when you can't run the football in the playoffs. (laughs) Did you
2: you have a stroke there? What just happened? He lost the (laughs) accent.
5: Kevin Stefanski, granted, Kevin Stefanski don't going to be able to be in the building. He's probably having meals at home with his wife. I don't know what the hell he's doing. But let me tell you something. It's going to be tough to win by six if you can't run the football. Give me the Cleveland Brownies. As much as it pains me to say the Pittsburgh stores pull it out 20 to 16. Give me the Brownies plus a six. All right.
2: Oppo man, Todd Wishtaff on Cleveland plus six. Uh, my number three is the Buffalo Bills. Um I'd love to tell you that uh I am super duper confident about this. I, I I was as the week goes on, I've certainly had my moments where I'm like, uh oh, is this too much to lay But everything I mean I'll just be honest with what's in my account Wait, now. Six and a
5: half. Six, whoa, whoa, whoa. And a half. six and a half.
2: Yes, sir, that's yeah. what I meant. Six and a half. Uh I, I have the Bills minus six and a half. I have them in teasers. I have them in teasers with the Saints. Uh the Steelers are now a great teaser leg. We'll get to that momentarily. But uh, I'm I'm all in on the Bills here, and so my weekend tone is going to be set very early since this is the first of the six games. Um, look, I think the Bills are playing maybe the best football in all of the NFL. Todd's point about opponents uh, accepted. But I the Colts, on the other hand, for me, are perhaps the most inconsistent of all of these teams. I think I know what I'm getting with most of these teams from week to week. Even the Rams of the world, I kind of get who they are. I still don't know who the Colts are. And they needed to get by a Jacksonville team last week. um, They needed a a late run from Jonathan Taylor. I just don't – Phillip Rivers, as we know, that is not a guy I want any part of. I'd love to be in a situation where I fade a team with Phillip Rivers. They don't have – short yardage package with him third and one fourth and one that is we, we said all year that's good at some point that's going to be a huge competitive disadvantage for them as soon as Jacoby Brissett comes in we know what's coming as well these are the little things that don't seem like big deals but they're incrementally high leverage plays. incrementally uh during the regular season but high leverage plays especially in the playoffs um I'm going to just go with the instinct on the Buffalo Bills I think they're poised for a nice run in the playoffs I still have futures on the Chiefs. Maybe we'll get to some futures here in a bit, but I'm going Bills. I'm laying the six and a half as my number three pick.
0: Tennessee would be my number four. Yeah, okay, I mean true. it's a it's a it's I, I just gotta say it's a, it's a fun I mean it's it's a fun handicap that game really yeah. it's the most fun handicap on the board in my opinion um, if fun if, meaning if, harrowing betting, no fun fun just meaning there's a lot of there's a lot of depth you can mine. Right. Like your points about Indianapolis being potentially frauds are very real. Yeah. Like, look at looking at their schedule. They have this, the easiest strength of schedule of any team. And the fact that they've gotten wins against some bad teams doesn't really matter much. People will point to, well, they beat the Packers. Well, they beat the Packers because the Packers fumbled a kickoff return. Right. Like it wasn't exactly right. it wasn't really that wasn't really an impressive win at all. Well, They won at um, Pittsburgh.
5: Drew. They won at Pittsburgh in the first half. No, I counted that as a win. It was 24-7. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> okay, okay. But uh, what you're betting on if you're betting Bills minus six and a half is you're betting on one Philip Rivers turnover, and that's a good bet. Yeah. Because if he turns the ball over one time. He gives the Bills a short field one time, and the Bills are up two scores. How are they getting back in this game? They're not going to be able to lean on the running attack. They're not going to be labeled. You know, Jonathan Taylor all of a sudden is neutralized, and it literally is, you know, uh, one of my good friends was, was you know, chatting with him today. He's like, uh, a game where Philip Rivers has 30 pass attempts is a blowout. I mean, it's not competitive, right? I mean, if he has to throw the ball 30 times in this game, this is a, a multiple score win for the Bills.
5: Game script. It's, 27, it's 27-14 with two minutes to go, and the Colts have it at their own 44 with one timeout left and one thirty two to go. Philip Rivers will get it inside the the, the three-yard line and then blow it for me, I'm sure. But that's what it will come down to, I'm sure. Um,
0: I, my most likely score for that game, by the way, is 28, 21, as I run projections.
5: Oh, well, there. So if he gets the back door, I'm going to win 27, 21, 27,
0: 21. I said 28. I, I heard 28. <laughs> 20.
5: I
2: heard 28. Um, all right. Those are our best bets. And by the I'm way, worried.
5: I'm worried about Mikey is Mikey. Mike? are you Mikey, okay? Today? Mikey's You're not okay. Far. Mikey,
2: are you, what's going on? Are you okay, man? I'll be okay. All right. You, I you mean, okay? even you want a hug? Secretly... do you want a COVID hug before your vaccine? No. Okay.
5: Didn't want to hug. You, do you need some popcorn? I can go to the South Point right now the and big, get you the big one. Bu- the big one. <laughs> yeah, the big one. The, the big, big one. one. The big I want one. the big one.
4: Okay. All right.
2: Uh, all right. So those are our best uh, bets here. Uh, teaser of the week. Drew, two-leg, six-point teaser
0: of the week. This one's pretty easy for me. Buffalo and who? No, 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 no. Oh, Tampa. I wow. think, Tampa. I don't think. Buff- I don't think. I don't think you can tease Buffalo in good conscience at six and a half. Uh, he's taking
5: Tampa. I'm sure he's taking Tampa.
0: Yeah, Tampa is the. Tampa is the only plus EV teaser. Like bowling. clear Stanford Wonk. Stanford Uh,
2: it's
0: not. It's not in the golden zone because obviously a road favorite is not ideal. That's correct. So it's but, not Stanford
2: Wong. That's, right.
0: um, That's true. But eight and a half down to two and a half is is almost too good to be true. Honestly. Um. <laughs> Can I pair them with Alabama minus eight, or is that illegal?
2: <laughs> illegal.
0: <laughs> illegal. Okay.
2: But but um, a but a good thought because I will be, I will have that in my account as well.
5: By the way, you can do that on um, on DraftKings. They have crazy alternate lines that you can parlay together to create your own best like teasers. You can get nine points in this game, or it's incredible.
0: Mm. Um. That might be a good way to approach this if you wanted to tease the Saints, actually, because. Uh, uh, but again, I can't in good conscience tease the Saints from ten and a half to, <laughs> to four and a half. That's nonsense. Um, so I'm going to go Rams. We're going to take the Rams from three and a half out to nine and a half. I know, you know we've already got the three, uh, so that's not going. to, We're not getting any more. Um, but I don't think the Seahawks are the type of team that's winning games by multiple scores. Uh, They never have been. They never will be under Pete Carroll. It's just not the way that they, you know, that's not the way that these teams play. Interestingly, the Rams have been a bet on team now, three straight games against the Seahawks. So somebody in the market is seeing something pretty obvious in this matchup that favors the Rams. Probably their fact that their defense is the best unit on the field out of the four. Um, I'll take the I'll take the uh, the Bucks and the Rams. We'll do the two road roadies on uh, Saturday night.
2: But you are correct. The most the most by the book that you can, the closest to a, a Stanford Wong play that you can get this week in Super Wildcard week, going Bucks and Rams there, Mikey. Uh, Bills Steelers,
5: Bills Steelers. Ooh, so you're taking the Bills Basically down minor, to minus a half, yeah, and the Steelers Pick. down to zero bad I'm gonna I also like Tampa Bay minus two and a half I just watched that that I mean other than you know getting the ball to McKissick who's the greatest running back of all time I mean the the Washington Redskins offense is really really rough to watch I mean they were trying to give that game away on Monday That's night right. I mean the offense is just so tough to watch So, you know, if Tom Brady forgets it's fourth down or fifth down or sixth down, we know he did that earlier in the year against uh, the Bears, which is a good defense. I don't know how that Tampa Bay is not going to win the game. I don't know about laying all the points, but if I only have to lay two and a half, I think Tampa Bay gets there. So I'm going to take Tampa Bay minus the two and a half. And my other one. I mean, I'm going all in on the evangelical week here, and I'm going to take the Colts plus 12 and a half. Uh, <laughs> I, I know it's crazy um, to do this, and, and I'm probably going to get burned. And, folks, you probably have a guaranteed winner if you go against me because I don't think I've ever won a bet backing Philip Rivers, and if I've ever gone against him, he plays the game of his life. So pretty much all you have to do is fade me this week, and uh, you're going to win a zillion dollars. But what was I'm going to guess. What was the know, evangelical right? part? Philip well, rivers that's is really- evangelical. Oh, Philip rivers. I see making an actual yeah, evangelical. I'm going, I
1: see.
5: I'm going all evangelical. Yeah. So, uh, Colts, Colts plus twelve and a half. I mean, you know, if I really wanted to go evangelical, I would, I would do a, a teaser with the uh, incarnate word on Saturday basketball. But right. I'm not going that. Far, but, but I'm going to just stay with Colts plus twelve and a half and Tampa Bay minus two and a half uh, as my picks because uh, I just think that the Colts are going to keep. I, I just the Bills. Just have a stinker in them. I feel it coming that there's a stinker coming. They've played so beautifully the last five weeks. I just feel a stinker is coming. Do you feel a stinker is coming, Todd? Sometimes you feel a stinker, and if it comes, you know, it's like you said, Indianapolis is very up and down. You can't tell what team you're going to get. Drew, I just have a feeling.
2: Drew, I'm embarrassed to Drew. say this, but uh, I have Buffalo and New Orleans already in the account, and you're right. That New Orleans teaser is not a, uh, is not a glowingly... Uh, perfect plus EV teaser leg, but that's yeah. what I bet first. My first instinct was yeah. Buffalo Saints. They, so wait, they, so Saints uh, were that, giving you three and a half.
5: How do you get three and a half? I have uh, well, it at no, ten and a half. Okay, a half. I'm just telling you what I have from earlier in the week.
2: But whatever okay. it is now, I'm just telling you that's what right? I have in my account.
5: Right now it's ten and a half, really. So or okay. so ten I would. Or ten. So I would change it a
2: little bit, probably. Right. I like three and a half better than four and a half, um, but, but what, I'm just telling you what I of, bet earlier. So I'll, I, I would say Buffalo and the Rams then, if I were doing it on okay. the current lines. All right, Rams. Well, that's what I, we do. I, we
5: Use yeah. the current lines. That's how Thanks, it Todd. I'm guessing. As the f-
0: I'm guessing that Saints is ten and a half for a reason, and it's probably teaser protection. Teaser um, protection. Well, nine and a half. Well, is I mean, it's not of-
5: really. It's ten and a half with the plus money, so it's sort of almost ten. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, yeah,
0: exactly. But it's 10 and a half because they don't, you know, if you, yeah. you, you tease six, you get the stand, you get the, you know, you get the line that's hung. Yeah. You can't tease 10. Tease well, ten the four
5: also, but the four has gone away as a good number in the NFL because you have all these games where the team's down 11 and it lands five or three. The four has become a lot um, less valuable from what yeah, I've no, understood. Just... Five has made a resurgence as we have discussed because we have all these 11 yeah. point games. They come down, they get the touchdown and miss the two point converted.
2: All right. Young Mike Palm has a heart out here. So we want to, we want to press this on. Usually we get to our final two questions here, uh, but I have one before the final two questions. Uh, what futures bets have you made? What are you thinking of making drew? You said Baltimore. You and I talked about that a couple weeks back, a few weeks back, you have Baltimore up the wazoo.
0: Yeah. Uh, i overweight on that one. Um, need them to beat the Chiefs next week although i have so i have so uh, just in in for full transparency i have a chiefs preseason at uh, plus 450 to win the super bowl um i have baltimore at 18 to 1 to win the afc i have saints at 7 to 1 to win the nfc and uh, a couple other pretty minus EV plays as well. Obviously, I had San Francisco that didn't do anything. I had the Rams, which, which I could have gotten a much better number now. Um, but uh, in general, um, as I look across the futures market, um, I obviously have a gaping liability uh, if Green Bay wins. Yeah, I have a liability if Buffalo wins. Um, the way I look at the AFC playoff picture right now, I think you have three realistic teams that could win the AFC. You have Kansas City you have Buffalo and you have Baltimore. That's I, I don't think Steelers realistically are in the picture to win three games. Um, Tennessee similarly, worst defense. I don't think they could realistically win the title. Uh, Browns and Colts, I think are going home this weekend. Um, so looking at the prices on those three teams, I'm not laying points. I'm not, excuse me. I'm not laying juice on Kansas city to win the AFC right now. Uh, the way that they, you know, the, their game script is so predictable. They, you know, they let the other teams kind of come out, give you their best shot, and then they kick it into full gear. Uh, you can get a better price in-game live than minus 112 or whatever you're seeing right now for Kansas City to win the AFC. Just to win a game, probably, right. against their divisional opponent and against their AFC opponent, likely. Um, so I would attack it that way. Similarly, Baltimore at 6-1 to one right now is not a plus EV number. Um, you're better off doing a Moneyline rollover if you really love Baltimore. Because uh, they're going to have to do it the hard way themselves. They're going to have to go on the road and win three games: um, Tennessee, KC, Buffalo. Likely, um, which leaves me with Buffalo at plus uh, plus three forty, plus three fifty. I think that's a fair EV play. Um, if Baltimore were to upset Kansas City in the divisional round and Buffalo hosts Baltimore in the title game, they're going to be three-ish point favorites, maybe two and a half. You know, you'll get you'll have you'll have some pretty nice equity in pocket if you have plus three forty on on Buffalo um to win the afc so of the futures that are available right now that's the only one that really sings to me nfc is way murky way murky it is so matchup so matchup dependent i don't think you can really make a case anyway right now with the numbers so buffalo bills would be the shot right now mikey have anything i don't okay i I didn't do any
2: futures this year
5: yeah todd anything um i don't have anything um, I don't, I like in-game. I don't really like yeah. futures. But, especially, um, especially
2: in a year of COVID, right? Uh, the only thing I have though, is I, just to be honest, what I have from November, I do have the Chiefs to win the AFC at plus 120 and to win it all at plus 295. It's the only thing I bet at any point during the season. Both of my season win totals hit, Dolphins over, Patriots under very easily. The only future I had pre-flop, Dolphins to win the AFC East which people mocked me for, plus 1150, did not quite get home. We'll see if Brian Flores, which I did not but also but did not was not able to bet because i didn't have an access to it but recommended i think drew you were on with me when we both recommended this
5: 25 to 1 on floors we'll see if that gets home final two questions By the way, yes i just looked i just looked at, just looked at uh, DraftKings exact super bowl outcome you know they have those yes. deals where you, have, you can do team to play team chiefs to beat packers is the lowest one at plus 675 mm-hmm. south, that kind of sounds interesting south point has has these two
2: Chiefs, yeah. to, Chiefs
5: think... to beat Packers plus 675, Chiefs to beat Saints plus 1000, Saints to beat Chiefs plus 1400. What's Washington to beat? So, Can I get, what's Washington to beat Indianapolis? I, let's see. Redskins or I mean Washington football team to to beat who? Indianapolis. I'm just messing. It's got to be the long shot, right? And Washington to beat the Colts. Dollar. Yes. No, Washington to beat the Colts is 150000. 0, 0, 0, 0. So go. it's oh, uh how many number. would that be? That would be like... <laughs> not, not enough
2: zeros is what that tells me.
5: It's a lot of zeros.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Real quick on the, uh, on the NFC, um, the picture starts to get a lot less murky if Seattle beats the Rams, in my opinion. Um, and that's the first NFC game. Uh, I think the pack, obviously, you know, the NFC goes through Lambeau. Um, as I look at all these teams, and I, I know that the Bucks handled the Packers. I know they beat them soundly. But I think the Rams still are the kind of nightmare matchup for, uh, for the Packers. And if the Rams get past the Seahawks and head to Lambeau for round two, that's a very interesting um, potential to upset the Packers. And that opens the door Ooh. wide open for the Saints. You, you, um, you think if so. Seattle gets to Green Bay, they're a potential upset candidate. No, no, I no. think if Seattle, beats the, if Seattle takes the Rams out of the playoffs, then it's Green, green Bay is Solid. Green, green Bay is, 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 uh, right. Is, is playing to, yeah, right. It's right. Green Bay's to, um, I I agree with that
2: because the Rams defense is always going to be the best unit on a football team.
0: Yes, and, On a football and, they yeah. and they match rather. Yeah, and You can put you put Ramsey. He wipes out Devontae Adams. You get uh, you move Aaron Donald onto the left tackle, the missing left tackle spot. He disrupts Aaron Rodgers. Uh, that's it's it's a night. The, the Rams defense is a nightmare for the for the Packers. By
5: but the way, I, everyone said, else they're going to be. I'm sorry, Drew. With that said, most playoff passing yards. They have a thing for most playoff passing yards for the playoffs. Mahomes plus two twenty five, Josh Allen plus three fifty, Tom Brady plus five hundred, Drew Brees plus five hundred, Russell Wilson plus six hundred, and here's the one I like. Aaron Rodgers plus six fifty.
2: Right, but remember remember me? the Chiefs and the Packers only can play a maximum of three games,
5: Todd. That's the that's the rub. Yeah, then why is Mahomes plus two twenty five? It's a terrible number.
2: People like Mahomes, but it, I don't know if it's a terrible number. But people love Mahomes; they're going to bet Mahomes, so that's why that's why he's the short shot, I guess. But remember that the Chiefs and the Packers can yeah. only play a maximum a, of
5: three games. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Maybe Tom. If you're
2: Brady evaluating
0: those two numbers, though, Mahomes and Rodgers, you're right. Rodgers is plus EV yes. to Mahomes by a mile, by a mile, yeah. by a mile. Rogers would be the would be the bet there. The uh, okay, final
2: two questions because Mikey's got to run. Uh, of the big favorites, the most likely to lose outright. Talking about. Buffalo, Tampa Bay, and New Orleans. One word answers, please, everybody. Drew?
0: I'm going to say Tampa Bay.
2: Mikey? Tampa Bay. Dot. Of course, the Buffalo Bills. Tampa Bay is the answer. And finally, absolutely- there
5: Mikey? <laughs> I'm like John McLaughlin. Mikey, I... I- I was goofing about you dying. Obviously, I don't want you to die. I hope you make it safely back home from the vaccination and you don't have any problems. Thank you. What's the last Did question? Did you
2: already get your shot? Because you seem a little No, uh, no. I have okay. to get it
4: 11. Turn. I'm okay. headed there now. <laughs> okay. No one likes a uh, shot. I
2: get it. Yeah, I get it. We live in a bizarro world. Uh, yeah, you, could, you have to pick every game, but you get one free pass. Drew, what's the game you would want no part of on the side?
0: Uh, Bears-Saints. Just because of the, the size of the number.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. Bears-Saints. Tot. I hate all these games, but I'll play them in-game. I'm going to say Tampa Bay-Washington <laughs> as the one that, uh, maybe that's my Washington. Mikey, good luck. Thank you. Mike Palm, everybody, uh, on his way to get vaccinated. Part one of a two-part, 21-day vaccination span. We'll I have vaccine, game.
5: minus 145 over Mikey. Yeah, <laughs> I steamed it already. It's minus 160. <laughs> all right.
2: Uh, Todd, appreciate it as always to Mike Palm, appreciate it as always Drew, uh, I can't say enough man the name of the uh, your podcast is the Deep Dive Podcast you and Andy are spectacular you not only do football though, you guys do basketball and the reason that uh, you and I got to know each other first is you love tennis as well and I love anybody who loves to bet tennis
1: Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree.